This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. Here's a, a big challenge, Michael, because I think if there are, uh, is there, if and it's, this is very clear in our within the studios here on Locust Walk, there's a lot of confusion around like <laughs> what is this thing, what's the stuff for, what does it do, and as consumers are trying to make decisions about, I mean, if they don't if they don't even understand like what it is and if it works. How can they even start to make a decision about what particular brands mean anything or what stores mean? How do they sort through all of this information? Is there a campaign that is going to have to be done where it's just like this first just educational is the starting point or, or what, what, what needs to be done there? Well, that's a perfect setup for Cannabis MD. Yeah, I was wondering <laughs> when we were going to well, get to go. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what makes us different and why I'm so excited about this is that we are taking a non-advocacy approach to the to the world of medical cannabis and CBD. We don't have a bias towards whether it's going to work for you or not. What we are doing is creating a platform of all of the research, both positive and negative. Mm. First person oh, interesting. accounts, interesting. both positive and negative. Interesting. The intent is to empower consumers to make choices that are right for them. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. I mean, this is like the Bob Mueller of <laughs> CBD, right? It's like, we didn't say yes, we didn't say no. The facts are he there. Spoke today, didn't he spoke today, did I didn't hear what he had to say. And this is exactly what Michael is doing. Is like, we're going to put it all out there, and you make up your mind, and you, you know, you, I'm going to empower you with the information. Facts. That's right. Right. Real facts. Well, but it's also the consumers are making decisions. Consumers want to be empowered to make decisions that are right for them. They don't want to have to rely on institutions. They don't because they don't to, trust them. Right? They don't want to trust fashion right. houses anymore. You right. know, this, was, this was the great change in the world of fashion, wasn't it? It was editors pushing down clothing choices and said the street said, mm, I think I'm going to wear it this way. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, it's similar. Look, in a, in a world that is not regulated, where there's pockets of science being done on medical cannabis and on CBD around the world, uh, but still pockets. You're relying on first-person accounts. Mm -hmm. And you can't deny a person's, their own truth and their experience with it. Mm -hmm. And it may not be for everybody. It is not one-size-fits-all. But science will get there. Mm -hmm. So what's the revenue model on this? Well, that's what makes us so interesting. (laughs) We've created this environment, and I call it the only safe platform for a cannabis curious consumer to learn more. Back to America's point, where do they go? You know, the, the, the field is flooded mainly with, with platforms that are catering to an adult consumption or recreational user, somebody that already has a relationship with cannabis. And with that comes stigmatizing images, mm-hmm. you know, someone blowing smoke mm-hmm. or language. Mm-hmm. We've created a platform editorial rules, no smoke, no quote-unquote weed, no stigmatizing language. Mm-hmm. So the consumer can come in, safely learn more, and for non-endemic, non-cannabis brands to connect to these consumers oh, and to be inserted into the cultural conversation. That is super interesting. So in some sense, it's like a community. It's like bringing together consumers, educating them, but also connecting them with brands that are out there so that they can sort of be in this one sort of centralized place where they can learn and choose at the same time. Is that a fair characterization? Exactly right. And for every brand, they need, they need to be relevant. They need mm-hmm. to be relevant to consumers, and they need to understand that this is such a powerful wave that's occurring right now 
uh, and for them to capture it. But they haven't had that place. Mm-hmm. You know, your your favorite, you know, consumer packaged good or your favorite, uh, you know, sportswear probably isn't going to put their brand beside somebody blowing smoke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Versus so our environment. Your job as CEO, I guess, is to get the word out. I mean, to get. And, but that's the revenue model, though, right? The brand, the brands have to pay to the be brands on. Pay, to, but to in order for that to be worth them paying, right? The, yeah. the people have to, have have to hurt be, the people. Right. Have to know to go to the website to look for that information. Two-sided right? market sort of problem, right? Well, and but there, here's the the opportunity with that is build. You know, building a digital environment can be tricky, right? It's a pebble in the ocean unless you know that there's a consumer need there. And what driving Cannabis MD is a very search-intent audience. Mm. Because you just told us at the beginning of the hour that that's one of the most searched words ever. Exactly. So mm-hmm. you must be paying high SEO. Uh. Well, we own a, uh, a domain library of 12,000 keyword domains in the cannabis and ailment class. So we've mm. identified 65 plus ailments mm-hmm. plus the extension, cannabis, CBD, THC, marijuana. Mm-hmm. With that, we can identify the search intent audiences, which becomes honestly a flycatcher uh, on the internet uh, for interest in that category. Uh, that helps us rank at number one and attain our Google crowns, as they're known, those preview windows you get in search. Bring them in and, and you know give them you know a quality experience uh, and introduce them to other arenas that they may not have considered that CBD or medical cannabis could make sense in their lives. So really exposing them to, to sort of all different, different options. We're speaking to Michael Klein. He's the CEO of Cannabis MD, and he's talking about his new website. I mm-hmm. guess that's what it is, a, a, a community, it's, it's really. It's a community platform. Yeah, a, a platform. It's yeah. much more of a platform yeah. where he's explaining cannabis. So how has what, what's your like viewership or what, what's it called on web? Subscription? Yet? Yeah, no, your, your uh, eyeballs or whatever. Eyeballs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is yeah. that like a hockey stick based. also? I mean, how has your growth been? I mean, yeah, we launched in September of last year, um, so and the arrow was going straight up, so that's a good sign, yeah. pointing the right way. Mm-hmm. What we've done is there's you know incredible value in terms of the original content and creating that level of engagement, but it's what is that consumer? What's the driving the search intent, and what is the journey that they're taking to educate themselves? And potentially, they may ultimately convert to finding a product or service that makes sense for them. Mm-hmm. And I assume you're measuring all of that, right? We are. We built a product called Knowledge Navigator that does that, that drills down to understand where the consumer is with respect to, to, to their journey, putting that against millions of points of data in a data lake that we've created that takes from other platforms, other social platforms, etc., we can get down to the hashtag, the emojis they're using to express wow. their feelings around CBD or medical cannabis and blank. And I'll give you an example. If you think about CBD and sleep, which is one of the biggest categories. Mm-hmm. Right. You, know, you probably have a colleague who has talked about they've used CBD and it's great, et cetera, um, or not great, depending. When we see the drivers of that, we can, we can you know, report on, you know, obviously, all the dem- different demographic, dem- demographic info, et cetera. When you get into the, the, the emotional driver, the number one driver of CBD and sleep is fear. Oh. When you dig into fear, fear of a sore back, fear of not getting enough sleep, and fear of the impact that will have on my health. Hmm. Hmm. So with that, and with AI that we built inside this tool... Our editorial teams are able to create content experiences that are relevant to the audience, you know, addressing that need state. But if this is what we're taking to brands and 
talking to mm-hmm. brands that may have a product or service within the sleep space mm-hmm. to say, look, here's where we are. Let's create a, a custom content experience. Could be the form of articles or video or podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They can own that authority voice. They're not endorsing CBD. We're non-advocacy. They're merely being part of mm. that consumer's 360 view of how they view sleep within their wellness program. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, Michael, because you're pointing to a very interesting uh, aspect of this. And so I just want to understand a little bit more about how the, the notion of a fear context being particularly robust, how that was, how that organically emerged from an analysis of understanding kind of search patterns, and I think you called it a data lake. It's a data lake. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that, I wanted to pause it because that was kind of cool, man. Yeah, I, I just use database, but data lake is like really, really cool. Uh, but th- but how did that, you know, what, did, so were there like co-correlating searches or could you see out there in the internet, you know, sort of people tended to search on CBD and the most clicked on stuff had kind of fear-related kind of imagery or persuasive communications or information? How did, how, did this, how did you get that insight? Yeah, it goes deeper than that. What the data, the data lake represents platforms, you know, everything from your favorite social platforms to your favorite business platforms to places that you shop, plus all other social platforms. We look at chatter. We look at articles. Hmm. We look at, at sort of gotcha. how people are communicating. So it's not necessarily... That just from search engine per se. Gotcha. It's actually from behavior. It's actually the literally the voice of the consumers That's out right. there in in these various little sub ponds in the data lake, if you will, to continue that metaphor. Uh, and so you're able to actually kind of pull that out. And then, but here's the thing though that's interesting, Michael. So now that you have that insight, as if when you give that insight, you know, to these brands that are playing in the CBD sleep space, they all now have the same insight. So how are they able to? To effectively compete, if they're kind of coming, if they're all kind of getting the same information about the consumer insights that they're able to derive from your platform. Well, they're not necessarily in the CBD sleep game. They oh. may be at one of the mattress manufacturers. So it's not necessarily oh. CBD. It's anybody oh, in sleep. Oh, you're, you're looking oh, at I CBD I see. because I see. you're worried about sleep. That means you're a person who has sleep issues. I see. One way to think about it is CBD, but another one, change your pillow. Yeah. That's right. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Right. It's, Interesting. It is a 360 oh, of, that's cool. of your life. And and what are, what are the things you can do to change that? To, to so that makes the scope or the revenue model large. Yeah. Because now, exactly right. exactly especially right. if you think about CBD as affecting every... And he started with his 82-year-old grandmother mm-hmm. and his 26-year-old niece. You got a demographic across the board. Right. Here. That's right. Yeah. Epileptic, the, medical, yeah. recreation. Or so we've heard. <laughs> yeah, or so we've heard. Exactly. <laughs> but so you're trying to tie that lifestyle that they're looking to mm-hmm. and then getting people with brands that relate to a lifestyle issue that they're searching on. That's cool. That's right. It's the health and wellness lens. It's everything from beauty, food, food is a massive category, um, and from a wellness perspective, uh, uh, adventure, travel, Mm, you know, talking to some tourism boards, not necessarily tourism boards. It's not about state legalization. Mm -hmm. It's about outdoor wellness and activity. Mm. So has this worked? Are people like buying this? This is interesting. We've just started. We've just started, and we, um, as I said, we launched in September. We took it to market uh, to a, a number of the agencies here in New York um, and are now in, in front of brands and having some really interesting discussions. You know, what we're finding is a lot of people don't know anything about it. 
they, they think they know, they don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. So they want to learn. The, the data is incredibly interesting for them. Um, there's been very little reported data on a cannabis consumer. Most of it that is out there, I would contend, is slightly polluted mm. because mm-hmm. it, is, it is, you know, a large part represented by individuals that already have that relationship with cannabis. Mm-hmm. Cannabis curious, completely different uh, need state and um, uh, you know, opportunity to, to, to connect with them. So are you at all going to connect with any of the stores that are opening up or do anything like that? Or? Yeah, we've absolutely been talking to them. I mean, you know, you look at some of the big boxes have done. Um, there are big boxes in cannabis? Is that what you just said? Yeah, we, the big box retailers that, that have, have created. Oh, that, cre- that sell the CBD beauty <laughs> products, right? That's right. That's right. Not the edibles necessarily. Not the edibles right. not necessarily. No, no. Yeah. Because that'd be really interesting. <laughs> the that'd, be, that'd be quite disruptive, <laughs> yeah. I think, right? The Walmart <laughs> of cannabis. What would that look like? Wow. Wow. <laughs> There's CBD jelly beans. Oh. Wow. That's pretty wow. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so but what would you say, Michael, is that so as you're sort of like forecasting out kind of what, what the space is going to look like in the next three to five years, what are some of the things that you think uh, are interesting and or point to kind of things that you need to keep your eye on? Uh, in this space? I think, you know, the, the curve will continue in terms of consumer interest. There will be a correction in terms of products that are available. Because right now you're in, in a world where your bodega at the corner is selling $20 CBD, mm. but, you know, the fancy store in Greenwich Village is selling it for 120 mm. and it's online for some other price. And they're all claiming that they do everything. Um, it's interesting. Most are, are marketing based on potency mm. and process, okay. which just drives more consumer confusion. Right. Because there's no regulation. That's right. That's right. So, you know, so, and as I say, the FDA having their first hearing this week to talk about how they, how they may tackle this Uh-oh. or part of this, mm-hmm. uh, there should be some clarity that comes out of that. I mean, it's going to take a minute, of course. Uh, and, you know, products that actually are authentic, that, that do have efficacy towards certain, certain ailments for individuals will be the ones that will rise and continue. I think the food space, as I said, I think is going to be massive. You know, in California, mm-hmm. certainly in West Hollywood, the first cannabis uh, salons, as they were, are about to open, wow. offering food infused with cannabis and CBD. <laughs> Barbara is like, she's like blown away. She's shaking her head in the studio. Oh, that's is, very interesting. This ain't Kansas, yeah. okay? <laughs> well, and pets. I mean, yeah. the pets vertical is massive. Wow. Like as a as a you know pet parent, I will put anything behind something if I can give my my you know dog relief in some way. Mm. Uh, there's a there's a real market opportunity there. But this is all independent of THC cannabis, then, correct? Right? right, correct. And are you interested in that part of it too? Sure. On the, yeah, again, not, not from an adult consumption perspective, but from a medical perspective. Well over 50% of our content uh, is, is A to Z ailments where THC is a component of therapy. And my medical advisory team uh, are made of doctors in various fields from sports to children, uh, children with epilepsy or, or ADHD, uh, and, and how they've introduced CBD and doses of THC into their practices. Wow. Well, that's interesting. That's amazing. Well, Michael Klein, thank you so much for coming on our show tonight. It was a real pleasure to have you. And delighted to be here. And uh, don't be afraid of your daughter's store down the street. <laughs> yeah, go visit it now. <laughs> that's right. For sure. That's awesome. And if you want to learn more about Cannabis, cannabis MD, you can go to CannabisMD.com or follow them on Twitter at 
Ask CMD. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.